I still like everything going on in the world. Like, you're gonna go click on my page and go just see me smiling and happy and living my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everything's good. Everything is not good. <laughs> uh, everything's pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, my life personally, I'm maintaining. You know what I'm saying? But generally, Shit is fucked up. I guess you wonder where I've been. I search to find the love within. I came back to let you know. Got a thing for you, and I can't let go. My friends wonder what is wrong with me Well, I'm in a daze from your love, you see I came back to let you know Got a thing for you and I can't let go Some people go around the world for love but they may never find what they dream of What you won't do, do for love You tried everything, but you won't give up And in my world, only you Make me do for I would not do Now my friends wonder What is wrong with me Well I'm in a days From your love you see Now I came back to let you know That I think What you won't do, do for love You tried everything, but you won't give up And in my world, only you Make me do for love, what I would not do I got Joe here. Here. We are here to bring a special message about mental health. We're going to take a break and a pause from the funnies real quick. We'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming soon. But this is a worldwide epidemic that's happening. So right now, Angus Cloud... Uh, has passed away um, and it looks like this might be a suicide 
Uh, just to give you some backstory, his mother released this information. His father passed away a week ago. And yesterday, or the day before yesterday, he passed away. And it looks like it might be a, a suicide. He was having a hard time dealing with it. And he's 25. He starred on the HBO Max show Euphoria. Uh, I remember him because during the first season of Euphoria, people all over were showing videos of them out in Brooklyn getting brunch, and he's busting a table. He's waiting at tables. Uh, people at mad different restaurants all over New York City were like, putting up videos like, yo, this is fam that was waiting on my table a couple years ago. Euphoria's been out for what? Three, four years? So fam is 20, 25. I mean, he was grinding. He was 20, 21 when he got on the show. Uh, but mental health is super important. I can't stress it enough. Mental health is super important. I've had my bouts with it, uh, and I'm I'm sure that I'm not unique in this situation, but I, I got to thinking about this shit. Like, where, where do men go to get their shit off? You mean, like, who we talking to, or what you mean, like? Yeah, like who you talk to, like when you stress, like to the max stress, like a blunt's not going to fix this, right? Some time on the hub ain't going to fix this. A drink ain't going to fix this. Like when you stress to the max, like where do you go? Uh, shit. I talk to my people for real. I usually got somebody around that's willing to talk to me that can give me sound advice. Uh. You know, you can't talk to everybody, but there's always somebody, if they really feeling you, they can give you a, a kind word. But I, I got people around me. I got a decent circle of folks that definitely let me know I'm strong and that I'm loved. And you know what I'm saying? You know, you can get through it and you can persevere because you've done it so many times before. I know a lot of us ain't as strong in, in that mental aspect of things. I know sometimes those words ain't enough. But that's that's what gets me to, you know, I do got a I got a sound circle. Well, that's good. I mean, that's perfect. You got a good support system. Have you always had a good support system or have you always felt like you had that around you? I don't, I don't always I I don't always feel like it's around me like that because everybody got their own things going on, too. So I, I try not to be selfish. But there are times where I step away and I feel like it ain't it ain't nobody out there helping me. But I always got somebody that's gonna pull me back and and reassure me. And before I get into that dark state, and I wanna, you know, I, I've never wanted to hurt myself, but I can say I have wanted to hurt people, and I have been talked off the ledge from that. Well, that's good. That's good shit. Shit, that's better than that's better than what most have. I I can't say that 
I can't say that we all have that. Like, I have it. But I think, like, as a man, as a provider, it's like, man, I can't be talking this shit to you. Like, I help you. How am I supposed to ask you to help me? And I think that's, I think a little bit of that is ego. And I think a little bit of it is your self-defense system. Like your self-defense system, it you you always want to protect yourself. You want to protect yourself from future falling outs. Like if if you, let's say something not similar to mental health, but let's say you borrow money from somebody, and two weeks later, a month later, two months later, you get on bad terms or just get in an argument with this person. And the first thing they do, well, next time your stupid ass needs help, I won't help you. And it's like, well, damn. This is no longer a safe space for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think with men, I think we carry so much when it comes down to providing for your family, being the strong friend, always being there for others. I think sometimes in the midst of all of that, we lose ourselves. We lose taking care of us. You know, you'll take care of everybody. Give people your last. And now you eating Vienna sausages for the week. and But it's cool because you help so-and-so take care of a bill. You help so-and-so get a spare tire. Like you did you did your manly duties so like you're fulfilled and you don't always feel like you can come to someone even in your support system you don't feel like you can always come to someone and put that weight on them like you said hey sometimes people's going through their own shit and you don't want to put that on them but i i just want to tell y'all cuz i've been in therapy so i just want to tell y'all first and foremost that doesn't matter right don't put don't put your needs before your 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 negative thoughts i think my therapist i said some shit in therapy (laughs) some months ago and the nigga was like ayo dj that's uh that's stinking thinking. <laughs> I got I wrote that shit down and then I got in the car and I was like, yo, did my nigga say that shit was stinking thinking? And I laughed at it for like 30 minutes, but I understand like what it is. Like me making the excuse before I even reach out for the help. That's just me talking myself out of it so I can go out there and be strong and get it out the mud and do it my own self and be self-reliant. Yeah, because that's what we taught, and you know what I'm saying, in our particular generation. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're taught. I think we're, we're programmed that way. We We have to beat the programming right we have to outsmart outthink we just gotta beat the programming because a lot of this programming it don't stick and it doesn't lead for healthy 
healthy mental states. Uh, so, so first and foremost, uh, I want you all to know, no matter how broke you are, no matter if you got insurance or if you don't, there are services in your area that can talk to you. And yeah, that's not going to help you today. But if you know you got mental health shit going on and you're not actively attempting to treat it on a decently regular basis, then you slowing your you slowing your own progress down. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say, thank the people that show up for you. Showing up is like a big deal. Like I'm talking to my guy over the weekend. Shout out phenomenon. And as I get older, I think I'm getting smarter as I get older, right? I don't know, like, how exactly this is happening because I'm not reading at the same clip that I used to read. Like, I'm not tearing down books and shit, but um, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, yo, he's like, yo, thanks for helping me move. Like, my old ass at 40 is helping somebody move, like, furniture and shit. Uh, so props to me too, but I'm like, yeah, you got to show up for your people. Cause that's important. Like you have to show up for your people. And I'm talking to him about just simply showing up. And it made me realize like every Tuesday, <coughs> my guys show up for me every Tuesday, every Tuesday, yo invites out like niggas be there. So, Joe, I want to thank you. Thank you for showing up. This is going to get a little gay, bro, but thank you for showing up. <laughs> I look, look, because we need this to, like, every everybody needs that time where they can sit down and table a lot of things because, you know, you, you we tend to stress about stuff that really we have no control over. So it's always good to release that and talk about that to people and and get a second opinion, Doc. I like to think of it that way. I'm not going to take that chance on just relying on my own experience when I know you know how to ride a bike too. Or I know you might have been down that path as well. So if you could just show me something a little different and I can put my two cents in it and tweak it, that way I could get a little extra cheese on my burger if you feel what I'm saying. I feel you, bro. Uh, if anybody is out there struggling, I want you all to know where your resources are. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still doing the hotline, but I know at least you can hit or text 988 for help. Uh, you can hit the email. You can hit the podcast email. If you need to talk, you can hit the podcast email, twiypod at gmail.com. Uh, I show up. I'm a decent ear. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've fought my my natural instinct to go into like fix it mode when people be venting to me. And now I just be listening like, yo, that's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. Yo. So how'd that make you feel? Like I'm, I'm getting, I'm in my therapist bag, bro. (laughs) DJ fix your life. <laughs> I be I be pretty good with my shit. Uh but look, I'm medicating my own self. So if I take my pills every day, hey, look, we be right. So I just want to let y'all know that you're not alone. Men especially, uh you 
need to find your place no matter where it is sometimes it's easier to get your shit off to a stranger because you feel like they're not biased uh and if you get your therapist or your counselor and you're not feeling them give it four five attempts before you swap out to another one uh i have my preference my original preference is a black woman to be my therapist uh, but then I've changed that to a black woman or a black man. As long as they black, because uh, some stuff. Because <laughs> they just they uh, they gonna understand better. I definitely get that. Yeah, a good strong <laughs> sister, especially with our situation. Because well, because we black men, so it's like I'm sorry, ain't a white man or a white woman gonna understand where I'm coming from. I don't care how many PhDs you got, because you don't go through what I go through on a regular basis. A hundred percent. And now a lot of black men will tell you, I don't want a black woman therapist because it feels like I'm venting to my mom or it feels like I'm venting to my woman. Like you kind of feel that that black woman look, you know, with an eyebrow raise and they don't say nothing, but it's a little bit of a scowl. Uh, but they're they're a non-biased party at the end of the day. Now, couples counseling. Maybe you don't get the black woman. Like maybe you go get a white woman for couples counseling. <laughs> Keep it right in the middle there. <laughs> Neutral party for everyone. But still, uh, that was still it's still gonna come back to the whole I'm black and they're white. They don't go through what I go through, so they don't really understand my plight. Hundred percent. Because if you if you're a therapist and you just I don't give a damn if I'm offending somebody right now. I'm sorry. But if you're a therapist and and you're white and you're talking to, I mean, I'm just sorry. Because you, you, you're probably privileged. You probably went to a decent school. It's a good chance that you don't really know what that black man is going through or that black woman is going through for real, for real. I know you can have a conversation, but. So when they talk, when we talk about these struggles and these fucking, this weight that we got to carry. Yeah, I'm the first one in my family to graduate high school. I'm the first one in my family to graduate college. Like, those are weights of generational trauma that we carry them because we can't fuck it up. And somebody that's not from that culture might not get, hey, well, it looks like you're just putting undue pressure on yourself. <laughs> Duh, Stuart. You feel me? <laughs> Stewart. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I I really think I really think it's important. Do your research. A lot of times and I've like dated a woman who said she had like mental health issues and my bag was always like, So what are you doing to, to handle that? What are you doing to like level your shit out? And it was just like, Well, I'm not gonna do nothing because it's a waste of time. It's like, well, is it a waste of time or do you fear starting the process? Because starting the process isn't easy. It's some paperwork. You got to meet a whole new motherfucker. You got to tell a whole new motherfucker your problems. You got to sit there and let them critique you. And it's like, nigga, you don't know my life. You finna critique me for it. It's tough. But remove those boundaries because that that shit only works if you work it and i'm i'm having a conversation and my guy 
we're talking about something totally different. I think like raising kids and it was like, yo, I'm raising a black man. It's not easy out there. I got to do, I got to be a little bit harder, a little bit more structured on my guy because I'm raising a black man and the world ain't going to be easy on you. And my first thought was, but he's got to come somewhere for the softness. And the home has got to be a safe space. Your support system's got to be a safe space. And you just got to feel like you always got somewhere to go to express your feelings. A big part of my journey, mental health journey, is doing this shit every week. Even though we goof off and laugh. Like, this is a big part of me blowing off steam, so to speak. And then completing something. We do this. I get to do whatever I do after with edits or whatever. I get to make up the fucking itinerary, what we're going to talk about. And then we go out here and we talk about it. And I feel accomplished. So no matter how bad the outside world is doing me, I know that every Tuesday I get to come in here. Get a little relief. Get my relief. I get to get my accomplishment because I get to check it off my list. Like, and I'm good off of that. Well, I mean, I, I still need to take my medicine. I still need to do my exercises. But for the most part, I'm good on this. So thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for taking this time out. A little brief intermission. Uh, but shout out to mental health. It's super important. Always know where you can go. Uh, and if you run out of all your options, reach out to DJ at TWIYpod at gmail.com. The work is yours. I'm going off like a detonation I want it all, fuck a reparation I do it all with no hesitation Fuck a punchline, I hit him with a combination Like the shit was second nature Laying down the law like the shit is legislature Alligator jaw saying ain't nobody greater I bow my head and do my numbers like it's nothing major Over time I've been too humble, time to up the wager Eight figures later, got my life all figured out Gotta have tunnel vision if you wanna make it out No fear, missing out Ten thousand hours in, now it's time to make it count Investing ten percent or whatever In my bank account, just in case we see bad weather I hit a nice amount You don't really lose on stocks, never let you take them out Think about putting some equity in another house Then I'm between brevity and longevity One thing I never sacrifice is integrity I ain't nothing like these rappers, it's a disparity None of these niggas see me, just for clarity Recipes of seeds in June, they put the battery inside my back Now I'm back to leave a casualty and flee the scene casually I ain't even gotta aim, it's all hip accuracy Amen in Jesus' name, my niggas still gon' blaspheme Niggas got audacity, thinking they could come after me Running this shit on these tracks just like an athlete Automatic classical jewelry, get on the static beat All my boss appreciate with time like a paddock for leap. I've been thriving, new president on my wrist, call it Joe Biden 
If I shoot, I never miss. I'ma keep firing the flow tiring. I woke up and chose violence. Product of my environment, walking in my alignment. I'm the reason why niggas talk about retirement. I'm the reason why niggas often have been silent. Bow down to your highness, Brooklyn's finest. This flow make them think there's something wrong with their silence. I came up on the underground and had to keep climbing. I peep game like Jay, that's why he didn't sign us. To keep the game at bay like the 49ers. 47 shit, Stacey looking down, smiling. Stars keep aligning, so we gotta keep shining. I'm red cut like a motherfucking pink diamond. The honey, I've been the one you niggas undermining, nigga. Something to remind them, hidden in the rough where you find them. Shine so bright that it just might blind them. Your favorite rappers wouldn't be enough if you combine them, niggas. <laughs> no tolerance for violators. That won't fly haters. Had enough of y'all fakers, took a hiatus. Got for the ceiling windows with a view of skyscrapers. <laughs> Selected, know how to do it, huh? Hey, Joey Badass, man. Joey yeah, Badass, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite artists that I discovered. Like, I'm gonna say I discovered him late, but it was really like I heard some of this shit, but I never heard enough to like. Okay, I need it. to go listen to that album. Like, I. I was on a road trip playing, you know, my radio station on Apple and like I heard a joint and it was off the the America joint, the badass America joint. And I was like, oh, that's fire. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna come back to that. And I went back to it. Couldn't find the exact track, but I was like, all right, the album's all right. Listen to some freestyles. They was all right. But then I just did a deep dive a couple months ago when I seen this nigga doing, uh, Umi says, uh-huh. <laughs> seen this nigga doing Umi sound says. Sound like most, <laughs> bro. Right? He sounds like most. I was like, "What's this nigga doing? Stealing most joint and then sounding like most when you steal his joint?" But yeah, I like it. He sound like most on the Killer Mike album. Um, Killer Mike album. Killer Mike album was the number one album of the year in my book. Yeah. Until that young man from Houston dropped. Oh man. That's a that's a big leap. I want to hear this. That young man from Houston. So let me tell you, this did you like did you like um Astro World? I like Travis Scott. So, like, I guess I'm biased because, I, you know, I listen to the new album, too. So, I mean. But did you like Astroworld? I did. It, it has some great tracks up there. It's not it's not one of my, something that I would go to. But anybody that's a product of, like, Cuddy and Kanye, I'm sure I could stand. Like, I didn't like Sci High the Prince at first, but I rock with him now. Like after a lot of listens and 
you know, a few mixtapes and, you know, listening to, uh, what's the, what was the Jane Good Fridays again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sci the Prince is, is definitely somebody that I can get with and listen to regularly, just like Travis, just like Cuddy. So you saying Travis is a product of Ye? Definitely. I feel like Ye is a product. I feel like that era of Ye is a product of Travis. Like, you know, Travis did some writing. He did some producing. And it feels like he kind of, I don't want to say stole his style, but he mirrored his style at that moment. And I think, well, the more and more I hear Travis, like, I listened to this joint, and I was like, yo, it's it's some money in this bitch. I think I got to, like, track six on the new joint, the Utopia. And I'm like, yo, it's it's some money on this motherfucker right here, bro. And the intro is even a banger. It kind of brought me back to those Rockefeller days where where everybody had an intro that was just... What the fuck? Good situation. <laughs> we are in at this time neither a good one. Nor is it someone blessed. In DJ World Premiere, the world is yours. I can see. I can make my claim. Hell. Hell. Okay, this shit is out of control. Crazy. Fucking crazy. But I went back because before new albums like to drop, I like to go back and revisit your previous work. I'm on a road trip, so I got plenty, plenty time. I go back, I listen to the John. Astro World was so great to me. I listened to this and I think like when I'm having the same conversation in my head of yo, it's some money on here. I was like, Astro World just felt richer and it felt it felt better. And I don't want to compare the two just yet, because even Astro World took a little time for me to like really digest it. But I will say the money, the production, the the blockbuster feel of this, like we talking fucking Armageddon with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and all the, the niggas. You know what I'm saying? We talking the niggas. <laughs> we we talking the niggas that was taking over TV with their commercials like this is that right? Yeah. This album feels like, and I'm not comparing it in sound, but I will compare it in how every producer and every artist came together like Justice League for one person. Mm-hmm. I will compare that to Yay. In my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. 
I feel like this whole album was like hats off to my big brother. It was like the whole album was like big brother was Big's brother. Used to be Damon Big's brother. Some you know, some shit like that. I feel like that was the whole like feel of this album. And it was a shout out to basically Cuddy and Kanye. Almost like a way for them two to rekindle their beef that they got going on. That's just my well, opinion though. Well, Cuddy's on the joint. Mm-hmm. Um now yay. I don't think in his current state I don't think in his current state Ye can do this No I think this Ye is gone I think this Ye is gone forever I think this Ye That we're talking about That had the The Travis influence in his records I think that's Dark Twisted Fantasy all the way up to Pablo. Yeah. So we got Yeezus in there. Mm -hmm. Because you hear some black skinhead throughout in this joint. The drums is definitely in it. He probably sampled the whole song in one of these joints. I don't remember the name and the number of it, but I know he probably sampled the track from My Leather Black Jeans on that jank. Black. Yeah, he definitely sampled that joint. Look, I went back and listened to Jesus this morning, and the whole time I said, I can't wait till I get home so I can pull the credits up, because I want to see how many times Travis Scott's name is on this motherfucker right here, because Jesus feels like a Travis Scott demo that Ye said, yo, let me get that. I'm going to polish it. I'm going to make sure everybody see it so that when you drop, you're going to have clout automatically. Like, that's what I feel. And I love the Yeezus album. Like, niggas hate it. I'm not saying it's his best album. It's a great album. But I'm, I, I really hate everybody that says, like, oh, Yeezus is his best album. Or... If they say Jesus is his worst album, like I hate you either way. <laughs> it it just grew on me. I, like I had to listen to it, and then I had to listen to it again, like years down the line. Jesus, yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah, it, it's bigger fan. Like you know, I, I buy Yeezy, so but I still like having the album and having complete access to the album, like especially during COVID when I when I <laughs> purchased Apple Music fully. I, I just I, that's when I listened to it again, and it was just like, yo, this shit is flame. Like sonically, I'm hooked because I, it, it just seems like most of his albums I gotta give him a listen to to determine whether or not I'm gonna be hooked or not. But yeah, sonically, I was definitely hooked on Jesus. I think it's I think it's very close to perfection because it's ten songs, mm. but I think that whole beat switch in the middle i think he i think he borrowed that from trav because travis has done that on he did it on every song on the new album and he did it on like 50 60 percent of the songs on the other one but this shit Damn, your lips very soft As I turn my Blackberry off And I turn your bath water on 
and you turn off your iPhone. Careless whispers, eye fucking biting ass. Neck, ears, hand, legs, eating ass. Your pussy's too good, I need to crash. Your titties, let them out, free your last. Thank God almighty, they free your last. We was up at the party, but we was leaving fast. Had to stop at 7-Eleven like I needed gas. I'm lying, I needed condoms, don't look through the glass. Chasing love, all the bittersweet, I was lost. Eating Asian pussy, y'all I need was sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> oh, thoughts go through my mind regularly. <laughs> yes. Even though I haven't had a, I haven't had Asian joint. It's been a it minute, like, but you know what I'm saying. It's been like oh three, man. That's all right. You know, I'm good with what I got. Chocolate. Yeah, I support <laughs> black women on the podcast. I support black women. One hundred thousand percent. Look at us pandering, no yeah. man. You know I got my cape on this time. <laughs> got somebody to make me a plate now, so I got to mm. make sure I'm behaving. Not gonna catch my man slipping out here. So, the Utopia album. My only, my only negative feedback is that it's nineteen tracks. I know Astro World was like 17, 18, I think. My only negative feedback is that it's 19. Because just like Astro World, I can't start and stop this album like I want to. I've tried. Like the last couple of days I've tried. Like, yo, let me just let me just run to this motherfucking Twin Tokyo bitches. twins. Twin bitches. Love Twin bitches hopping off a jet ski. I try and just run to the joints, like, yeah. but run into the joints. 21 Savage in the weekend, 21 Savage and old boy from the Jet Life clip. That Jane is, that's a big up to him for putting old boy out there. I forget his name for, I think it's like 49 or 29. Round 49. Yeah, round 49. Yeah, he he on uh one of Currency's latest mixtapes, not the one with Jermaine Dupree, but the one before it, and he he does a decent job. But you can see his growth on this album. It's almost like Travis is his favorite rapper, and he goes off. He goes the fuck off on this, Jane. Very impressed with Rob Forty Nine. But I think Trav is that artist. I think Trav is that artist now. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about how this shit sounded like money. I think Trav is that artist today where if this nigga call you, yeah, you bring in the best John. And if you in the studio, my nigga tell you to go back and rewrite your joint. You just got the one. Yeah. And if that if that's not it, you don't make the album. Yeah, exactly. Nobody says no when Trav makes the phone call. Nobody says no when Trav makes the phone call. And everybody shows up with their best. With their fucking best. Listen. The queen. Who? Bay. SZA? Bay Bay. Queen Bay. It's the rock. Oh, Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. I thought you were talking about a sister. She, she right, but I like her. 
precisely. And she was rapping on this nigga. she did that while on a world tour it wasn't her girl's tour either yes we we see you blue blues dancing has vastly improved thank god (laughs) (laughs) bro bro she a kid how you come from Two of the most talented people in the world, and you dance like a Frankenstein. But she, I, I, I figured she was a kid. She's no, she's now a big kid, I should say, and she's she's definitely coming into her own. Because I can't say that I was the best dancer at five and six and seven. I still I'm not a it. great dancer now, my nigga. I mean, I dance like a white man with rhythm. That's what that's what my mama say. You got me beat. I just dance like a white man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, just be pointing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I got mad charisma when I do it. So the first thing every black woman says when they see me dancing, the first thing they say, bless his heart. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say, oh, look at the big guy. <laughs> no, nah, bless his heart. <laughs> But uh yeah, I saw Blue dancing and I was like and I said some shit and my daughter was like, Yo, pop, chill out. You know she a kid. I was like, Yeah, but like you in front of people, like you could have practiced. Yo, you know she a kid, right? Just she relax. Like no, she like twelve, right? Yeah, but she I'm I'm assuming when niggas was doing these steps, like in the studio in front of the mirrors. Before they went on tour, I'm assuming she was just on some shit like, nah. <laughs> but I, th- I think when the tour started, it was like, yo, I want to be a part of that. And it was just like, yo, you can go out here and dance with these professionals. You my child. Like, the internet will kill anybody who talk bad about you. Us on a world tour is your safe space. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. that that might be the richest yeah. shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Get used to being in front of thousands of people when you do TikToks. <laughs> and then I think it was yesterday in New York. She fucking, you know, Beyonce puts her hand up, shows over, everybody's cheering. Big screen camera pans the blue. What she do? 
she breaks the hold. She does her own little pose. Pow, pow, pow. Does some cool shit. Beyonce's laughing. She walks away. She throws up the fucking rock. She threw up the fucking rock. I felt proud like I was hove. You know, I am a big rock fan. I'm a huge rock fan. <laughs> Not even the people's elbow shit. He good too, but <laughs> this is Jigga we talking about. Facts. This is this is an era of music that that won't quit. That helped a whole lot of hustlers get through. And it's continuing with with Blue Ivy and all them. That's, that's gonna be crazy. I wonder if the son is gonna rap. Um, sir. Yeah, that's his, his name. His, his name is Sir. I don't think he's gonna rap. I think that nigga's gonna fucking. That nigga might be a horticulturalist or some shit. You know what, what I'm saying? Fuck? Like, so you gotta see. I'm ignorant now. What the hell is that? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Please don't make me explain what that shit is. I'm uncultured swine right now. What is a horticulturalist? <laughs> am I the, am I the rich nigga in the room? You the rich nigga in the room right now. Until I open my wallet, <laughs> you gotta tell me what a horticulturalist is. It's a nigga that's an expert in garden cultivation and. <laughs> 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 Yo, Beyonce, I ain't say your son was gonna be a gardener or nothing, right? Like I'm not I'm not saying your son gonna be a gardener. I'm just saying like his future career path may have nothing to do with entertainment. Like he might have a green thumb. You feel me? He just might hate dealing with the industry. He just might. I don't doubt it. Yo, being a horticulturalist is crazy. <laughs> Compared to your dad being the best rapper alive and your mom arguably one of the best performers of time. You got to get off that ledge, bro. <laughs> going to be a... <laughs> you got to get off that ledge, bro. His dad is not the best rapper alive. Oh, you got to chill. Who is? <sighs> Who is? Oh, man. Like... 11 number one albums? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I we talked about it the other week. I just don't know if I can keep these old niggas in the top anymore. Well, I, I get it. It's time for them to it's it's definitely time for a new age, but you know back then. Well, I can't even say that. Cuz my boy Black Thought is up there too. And like I don't know, man. Maybe I call him the best out of respect, but I can't call him number one. You understand what I'm saying? Like the, I feel like, I really feel like number one. Uh, Nas dropped Magic two a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't even get the chance to talk about that. Excellent, excellent work. Yeah. Excellent body of work. Now, if we putting this in the pack with the three King's Diseases and the other Magic. I'm probably going to put it three, four out of five. That's not saying it's bad. That's just saying the rest of the body of work is that great. But even Nas, 
ain't the best. Like I'm really, I'm really at that point in my life where I might put Wayne at number one. Wayne is super sweet, bro. I'm, I listened I'm, to him on the podcast today. He he dope. Oh, you listen to one of those go DJ joints. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh you know, uh Wayne Wayne is, you know, undeniable. And there's a lot of people that are just completely undeniable. But to to do what Jay did, you know what I'm saying? That's like somebody that paid way for you in the modern day to be who you can be today. He showed you that you you can do that. And a lot of rappers were scared to do that and break away and do that. But he he was one of the ones that did it. You know, I, I credit Jim Jones with a lot of that as well. But, Jimmy. Jimmy's good. I think out of Dipset, he's the best rapper in that group. Yeah, because he, uh, he, he played the game both. He did the music and he did the business side of it. So he wouldn't lose, so to speak. And I, I feel like Jay mastered all of that. He wasn't just an artist. You know what? Well, he was an artist that showed people how to move amongst the vultures. Showed you how to move in a room full of vultures. He says it. He's a prophet. Excellent. Excellent business acumen. I think as an artist, if we talking all around artists, business, music, sales, development tree, I think that's where Hove edges. Of course, he's going to edge Nas because Nas doesn't have a development tree. Um, And the business acumen, at least musically, isn't all there with with Nas. Uh, The business acumen with music isn't there at all with Wayne, hence the fucking five to seven year break in music because he was beefing with his label, right? But that skill tree, bro, it's like Bill Belichick. You remember the day where if you was on Bill Belichick's coaching staff, you could leave, go somewhere else, off off the fake interview, get crazy bread. Shit wouldn't work. You get the rest of your contract and Bill would accept you with open arms. Romeo, uh, fucking Josh McDaniel. It was like five niggas that left Bill to go chase the bag, and Bill brought them right back. Ayo, you still my defensive coordinator, my nigga. Okay, cool, no problem. And and niggas have won. Like that's Hove in his coaching tree. That's Wayne in his coaching tree because, yeah, he had young money. And some of them niggas flop, but he got Tiger. Look, Tiger. look at where I start. Look at where I start. He got Tiger, Drake, Nikki. Who else? Uh, hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Look, but who Jay got? He got Ye, who he didn't want to sign. Dame Dash made him sign Ye, and he got Ye in a divorce. He got Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Now, Rihanna is genius for him. Mm-hmm. Rihanna hasn't done music in, what, seven, eight years? She's just selling panties and lipstick. She a billionaire. Yeah, she's selling panties and lipstick. That's more business than music. 
I'll still give Jay the points, but I think her and the only thing that's separating her and Nicki Minaj is that Nicki Minaj ain't selling lipstick and panties, and she definitely should have been. She's selling like clothes or some shit like that, but they're just not working out that well. Nah, because she's married to a pedophile. Yeah, if you got it, you got it. Like, I can't, like, they definitely, Dame definitely recognized that talent in Kanye, billionaire, just as well as Jay recognized that talent in Rihanna, billionaire. And we can't forget about Neo, who is also doing his thing overseas. People forget about people like Neo. People forget that Kendrick Lamar was on Def Jam at one point and Jay decided to push him off to Dre. Uh, not push him off to Dre, but, you know, he let him loose with Dre. That's why we got what we got. Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and you can't forget LeBron. Like, LeBron isn't an artist or anything like that, but he was molded by Jay-Z. Business-wise, I would say. He was a part yeah. of that Rockefeller team. And when when he did the I Declare War joint. Um, now, I, I think the Clutch Sports niggas, I think that they were with Jay when he bought the Nets. When he bought that, you know, 0.1% of the Nets, whatever percentage it was. I think the Clutch Sports niggas was there with Jay for that. And then when Jay started the agency, the sports agency, before he bought the Nets, he had a sports agency. And... To buy the Nets, he had to recuse himself from said agency. But I think that agency turned out to be Clutch Sports. I could be wrong. Somebody go fact check me. Uh, Rock Nation, big deal. But that's more management than talent development and talent, you know, acquisitions. But it's still a big deal because Rock Nation has arenas. So this is a Rock Nation arena. So anytime we want to do a concert, we come in here, 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 and here. You know where the Rock Nation folks is going to be every time. That's a big deal. Wayne ain't there yet. And I think a little bit of his bad, poor business with his own personal deal, which may have stemmed off to Drake. And Nikki, which means they didn't sign the second contract. I think that impacts it. But rapping, if we drop the other stuff and we just get back to rapping, nobody has a larger body of work than Wayne. Wayne and Currency, like, because Currency dropped the mixtape every month for a year, and, <laughs> yeah. and I don't think he ever stopped. I just think he stopped advertising it as, I'm going to drop a mixtape every month. Uh, so Wayne and Currency have extremely large discographies. Uh, yeah. Pause. You said it right. You ain't seen it. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Uh, <laughs> relax. Uh, it's It's <laughs> I want to get to the rainbow talk. Matter of fact, I'm just going to get to the rainbow talk. Um, so some things, some things have 
been happening on Will Smith's internet. I'm going to start this off with pause. And I'm disappointed in all parties involved. Every single one of you motherfuckers, I'm disappointed in. I'm going to read a inbox text message thread between Dwight Howard and a young man named Stephen Harper. This shit is gross. Does he play basketball too or is it just... Nah, nah. He don't play basketball. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm -mm. All right. <laughs> All right. So, first things first. Dwight Howard in the text message thread with a devil emoji. Ooh, devil emoji. The young man says, Sup, sexy. Dwight, none, you, Steven, shit, just starting my day off, about to shower in a few, Dwight, eye emojis, to be specific, three eye emojis, mm, he thirsty, hey, fellas, I want you to know, when she say she getting in the shower, and you say that corny shit, without me, <laughs> hey, you blew your shot. Maybe the rainbow community is different, but with a woman, you blew your shot. Definitely. Uh, the young man texts back, I got you, with a tongue out emoji. This whole conversation is weird, by the way. Oh, it's weird because it's with two dudes. But it's also weird because it's hyper-sexually aggressive. Supercharged. Very aggressive. You can tell this nigga Dwight Howard got like 20-something rebounds in one game because he's that aggressive in the fucking chat. It's gross. Like, I'm calling the authorities. Uh, the dude says, what you got planned for the day? Dwight says, you and ATL? We play today. Steven says, yeah, I stayed in Atlanta. I've been doing some modeling here and in Chicago. What about you? And word, that's what's up. Good luck, sexy. Dwight says, I'm in ATL in Philly. Steven says, tongue emoji. And then he sent the dick picture. What? <laughs> he sent the what? He sent a dick picture to Dwight. Wow, Dwight Howard. And then Dwight Howard said, damn. What a lot of A's. 
I'm glad you said pause and all this. Dwight says, I want to see your eggplant eye emoji. I got you, sexy. And then he sends a video 10 minutes later. Dwight sends four drooling emojis, which is crazy. Uh, I don't want to watch the video, please. Y'all don't pay me enough on the pod to watch the video. Um, so this took place back in May. The next chain takes place in July. Dwight says, devil emoji. Steven says, what's up, sexy? Devil emoji. What you doing? Uh, I was helping my sister cook. Just chilling now. What you doing, babe? Dwight says, thinking about that meat. What? That's right. Thinking about that meat. Steven says, you travel. Dwight says, oops. LOL, I want it. Steven says, when? Dwight, now, LOL. Steven, who all over there? I don't want to raise no eyebrows. Dwight, nobody. My son in his bed. Steven, okay, perfect. Horny smirk. Dwight, you would just have to leave before everybody wake up. Steven, Steven, okay. You gonna be up? You know I'm an hour away. I'll come, but you know I'm an hour away. Dwight, yeah. <laughs> Steven, bet. Let me get ready then. Dwight, okay. Tongue, eggplant emoji from Dwight, which is really weird, but whatever. whatever you know Dwight. what he's gonna do? <laughs> he gonna suck that dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga weird. That nigga do what? No, wait, wait. He hasn't got weird yet. Jeez. This is the weird. This is the weird. Dwight said, I want more. Steven said, I got you, Poppy. Also, what are you into? You like freaky shit? Dwight said, yeah, I'm into freaky shit. 
Now, I want you to know, I'm not like gay or nothing. I'm just a little nasty sometimes. I don't want to offend you. Pause. Dwight. I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, as a straight man, hold up. As a straight man, Dwight, I'm offended. It ain't no way this nigga asked you how you was doing, and you said, I'm thinking about that meat. <laughs> and you're not a butcher. And you Uh-oh. not gay. You know what I'm Your butcher saying? coming, nigga. Your butcher coming. <laughs> thinking about that meat. My nigga Dwight been thirsty, asking for dick shots every chance he gets. Oh yeah, you definitely. I'm thinking about that meat like nah, homeboy. <laughs> that nigga terrible. I didn't know he was like this. If I'm Steven, I got mad questions. What you mean you not gay or nothing like that? You just freaky. That's beyond freaky. Like, you need to chill. Because listen, (laughs) in my history, in my history, I've been what would be considered as thirsty. You going to send me a little something? Yo, what the titties doing right now? I've been that guy. I'm not proud of it. And I deleted all evidence because if my, you know what I'm saying, found out that I was that thirsty in the chat, she would have looked at me different too. Like everybody's yeah. gonna look at you different if you're that thirsty. Been in the desert. My nigga said you got ass shots, you got dick shots. Talking about I'm not gay or nothing. Boy, stop. That nigga's he is a edible arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the fruit. <laughs> Gay in the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, Dwight. <laughs> Dwight around your lip. It's a whole <laughs> new meaning now. <laughs> now I want you to know I'm not gay or anything. I'm just a little nasty sometimes. I don't want to offend you. Hey, Jay, you a little nasty? I'm nasty to girls. <laughs> I would say women. That's as nasty as I get. You know what I'm saying? If you if if there if there's nasty beyond the way the nasty I get with my girl, then you know I can't do it. You from then on, you just you probably might as well just be eating shit. That's nasty. I'm just I don't know. I don't know how much nasty you can get after that. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm eating groceries and everything, but, you know, I don't understand what this nigga looking for. <laughs> looking for that meat? You heard him. The butcher coming, nigga. The butcher coming. I want meat for me. Look. That nigga goes. 
crazy. <laughs> that nigga used to play hardcore basketball. That's why he wore that little cape. That's why the cape was little, DJ. It was never a real full Superman cape. That's why Shaq told him, I can't give you those Superman privileges because you're not the real Superman. So Damn. nigga was using the cape for leverage? Yeah, you know it. That's why it was a short cape. Um, Steven says, <laughs> well, first, Dwight loved one, two movies, and he loved three images. But then Steven says, yeah, I understand sexy. We grown. I'm not offended at all. Steven wasn't offended, but Steven was damn sure confused. Like, why you been wanting to see my dick? If you not gay, you know what I'm saying? Like, why you want to see my butthole if you not gay? You got to pay double for that in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, they pay double for butthole, Shaq? Hell yeah. <laughs> Shit, you got to pay double for butthole shots in Virginia. Yeah, you right about the, that. You ain't getting butthole shots at a standard right? <laughs> Nobody's just going to send you those on a whim. Hey. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> dead ass. Dead ass. Um, so Dwight sends drooling emojis, and then he sends, let me see, eggplant. Now, homeboy agreed to come over. Why are you asking for dick? But whatever. I'm almost ready. About to be on my way. Dwight says, okay. Steven, on my way. The address you sent me, right? Dwight, yeah. Steven, back. Steven started sharing his location. Dwight asked a very important question when a nigga's on his way. You want to know what that question was? How close are you? Mm-mm. Nope. Way more important than that. The white ask. No, he didn't. Yo, yo, my man, you want to have a threesome? Steven said, with who? LOL. Is that what you want? The white, a dude, LOL. Or a girl, LOL. They can't come till after four. Steven, I'm already 30 minutes away, and this was at 2.58 a.m. Wow, what are you doing up so late? Don't you got practice? Nick, I ain't know we practice. <laughs> practice on that meat. <laughs> the butcher coming, nigga. <laughs> practice going meat to meat. <laughs> I'm a seven foot meter. <laughs> That nigga want a meteor shower. <laughs> now that nigga Dwight is definitely a meteor. But he been uh, suspect. He been suspect. What was suspect about Dwight? Dwight always been suspect, bro. He always do little funny stuff. Like everybody thought it was uh, what's the boy Chris Bosh? But Dwight been doing little suspect. I wear eyeliner. I touch my teammates, kind of thing. 
people kind of stayed away. Why you think Kobe hated him so bad? He was weird on Kobe. Is it because he was he's from Atlanta? I want everybody to know. He is from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And let me give you some stats that matter. Dwight Howard, six foot ten inches tall, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. I'm not trying to get into gay men's business in no way, shape, or form. But what the fuck is y'all going to do? You got a tag team, a 6'10", 265, 275 nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't. You just, you just leave that shit alone and you get you a nice, soft-skinned woman. Just don't tag team the six ten guy. This nigga averaged eleven point eight rebounds a game for his career in the NBA leagues. All right. <laughs> he had a high average of twenty three points a game in the league. I just want y'all to go watch some fucking highlight reels of Dwight Howard in Orlando. If that nigga texts me asking to see my meat, I'm changing my phone number. (laughs) Facts. That nigga was violent at the rim. You better change your zip code. You're not going to be violent on my rim, sir. (laughs) Back to the basket. He blocking niggas out from getting rebounds. Absolutely not. That nigga's shoulders look like fucking brisket. I don't know. I Nothing about that situation is attractive to me. Oh, no. Dwight Howard wanting to go meat to meat is scary. I definitely think he should be the new Arby's ad, though. Like, we have the meats. Like, this nigga thinking about that meat. Like, <laughs> that thing, that's the per- <laughs> Hey, listen, Arby's, holla at me. Send me a check. Send me a check, Arby's. But the nigga saying he wasn't gay was, like, the weirdest shit ever. Um... Dwight Howard, I know we just joked on you for like 15 minutes. You deserved it. You definitely deserved it. Whatever you did to those two poor young boys that came over for the threesome while your son was sleeping in another room. Terrible father. What would you do if your son was at home crying on the loan? Because <laughs> daddy was in the bedroom. Catching hair and emojis. <laughs> From two basketball playing niggas. <laughs> what would you do if your son was all alone, nigga? And you I getting you meted down. <laughs> Meteor man. <laughs> you can't call me that no more on the pod. Never calling you Meteor man ever, again, bro. <laughs> you, can, you can refer to me as Robert Townsend, but never, ever. I'm never fighting the Golden Lords because that just sounds like somebody's peeing on you now. And, and. And no, don't ever call me Meteor Man again. My mustache yeah. is confirmed. If I ever call you Meteor Man, it's it's disrespect, and I and I would expect us to have to throw hands. We would alley. actually go in an alley. I find the dirtiest alley with the most kicked over trash cans and people cheering, 
so we can have a good old fashioned tie my hand knife fight. Ooh. Okay. That, no, that's my bag. Yeah, man. I'm good at knife fighting, especially when I only got one hand. It's not enough. <laughs> Don't, because we're not talking about the white. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Um, puts a whole new meaning to the white around your lips. The white around your meat. Um, so my biggest issue with this is the white being in denial. Yeah, I'm not gay or nothing, and that's not my biggest issue. My biggest issue was the nigga Steven saying, "Yeah, that's cool. I get it." No, my nigga. No. This nigga's been asking you for meat since May. It's July 19th. You've been sending this nigga meat mail, butthole mail. After you got your nails done and you wrapping your fingers around your butthole and you mean to tell me that this nigga's not gay and you gonna let him play in your face? Talking about having a threesome with another fucking dude? Anybody who looks to have sex with two other men at one time and you're a man, you're gay. Yeah, dude. You're not playing in the, you're not bi. Because if you was bi, it was some pussy around here. Pocket pussy. It was probably like 10 of them and then that one dude and y'all were so far away from each other. I, I don't no, think never. I don't think two dudes can take that nigga down. I I don't even want to do the math on that, DJ. Why would you be mathing that? He's pretty athletic. Like I've seen two niggas trying to get rebounds. <laughs> hold on, him. hold on. Take the cape off. <laughs> you trying to say Dwight's fine? <laughs> I didn't say he was fine. I said he was pretty athletic. <laughs> you you seem to be impressed at. This specimen. His second jump capability is known like none other in the NBA. (laughs) Just watch the video. My man jumps for the rebound. He misses it. His feet barely touch the ground. He jumps again to the same height as the first jump. You can't do that as a regular guy. Nah, because I'm a regular guy that likes chicks. That's why I can't kangaroo jump. Mm, so the pussy juice is weighing you down I'd rather be weighed down Than lifted up by a whole nother dude's dick <laughs> Hey yo Drown me pussy juice Until I am no more Until I am <laughs> Missed in the abyss <laughs> Shit, Shit's real out here Since since we talking about sports Um <laughs> about sports <laughs> Dwight you a na- hey Dwight you a nasty motherfucker you, you a nasty motherfucker bro going meat to meat out here you from Atlanta so I should have expected it false sorry for all my Atlanta brethren uh <laughs> but yeah sorry Dwight he gonna have to um, get those dingleberries out his eyebrows <sighs> <laughs> Meat to meat. God damn it. Uh, ESPN fired Mark Jackson. Uh, sad day. Sad day in the NBA. That brother uh, can't catch a break. Well, I mean, NBA firing everybody. 
ESPN, yeah. I mean, ESPN find everybody. Mike Breen, Boris Dirk, and Doc Rivers is finna be the three voices that you hear on ESPN games. Uh, You lost me at Doc Rivers. I was prepared for Doris because Doris got that. She's on 2K, though. You hear on 2K. Who? But Doc had Doris Burke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Doc is, oh, I don't know, guys. We're going to hope to see the word the words are heard. He got a real scratchy voice. I don't see why that would be soothing for listeners. That nigga better have the T in front of him before every fucking game, and it better be everlasting T. He going to get um, a, a Starbucks sponsorship for Chai T, because I like that shit. Or Paul's throat coat. Oh, no, that's oh, a T. That's a T. That's a T. God damn it! All my, all my earthy janks, y'all know what I'm talking about. Throat coat. <laughs> all right, all right. Look, we're gonna leave that there. Um, Stephen A. He put up a tweet. That tweet said, "Oh man, uh, if Kim K's a prostitute." Is Kyle is uh Chris Jenner a pimp? And she, she most certainly is. I believe so. I, and look, I would stand on business. If I said this, I'm standing ten toes in it. Yeah. But for some strange reason on the red carpet, niggas asked Stephen A about this. The tweet was deleted, but they was like, Yo, Stephen, what's up? Uh why you say Kim K was a prostitute and Kim and Stephen A. This is white privilege. Stephen A said, Yeah, I don't run that account. Uh somebody else was running that account. They've been dealt with swiftly. Uh thank yeah. you. Uh thank you for coming out. Hey, I apologize if the Kardashian family I would never say anything like that about the Kardashian family. And then he walks off. I was like, God damn, that was good. What, what happened to the days where you can, you can stand on like, business? Yeah, man. If that's a hoe, that's a hoe. You gotta call it. <clears throat> I see too many ducks not to say get the hell out the road and blow on them. Well, um, the Kardashians had a TV deal with E Network. That TV deal was absolved, and they brought their TV deal directly to Hulu. Disney owns Hulu. Disney also owns ESPN. So you can't call my business partners prostitutes and pimps and we firing everybody else my nigga we will cut you loose too fuck around and have mickey and goofy hosting fs1 <laughs> that, that's what we're getting to that's what we're getting to <laughs> I, they, <laughs> they cut so many people loose over there espn i do not even turn on the channel no more because as soon as somebody I don't recognize says some flagrant shit, you'll change their shit, bro. Yeah. These niggas just out here chasing clout. You see, J- Jalen Rose, these old niggas, I would listen to them say some flagrant shit and be like, maybe this nigga got a point. Maybe this nigga wildin'. But these new niggas haven't earned that with me. As soon as they say something out of pocket, a nigga said, yeah, Jordan six rings. I was just like, mm, fake news. 
I know Jordan has six rings, but I wasn't going to listen to it from the nigga that looked like Habib. <laughs> Hurry up and buy. Hurry up and buy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get into this more on the fantasy football pod, but I want to say <sighs> the running backs of the NFL have let me down. I've said for years that the running back position is not important. The running back position does not get a second contract. Ricky Williams is proof of what happens to a running back in their second contract. Ricky Williams with the Miami Dolphins was the most used running back in NFL history. No running back was used in that time frame like Ricky was used with the Dolphins. They used him up. As soon as he was a hey, pop dirty on the piss test, you out of here. Um, so all the running backs said, yo, we not finna sign these franchise tags. We gonna get a Zoom call together. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, um, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, all the running backs got together on a Zoom call. Fifteen minutes after that Zoom call is over, Saquon Barkley goes to the Giants and signs a franchise tag for ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and because he know them knees ain't gonna last much longer. That nigga Saquon said, "If y'all heard the bullshit that these niggas was talking in that room, you would have signed the contract too. These niggas ain't got no plan. These niggas ain't got no future." These niggas was just in the room talking about, I need fucking Josh Allen money. I need Pat Mahomes money. You're not getting that, bro. You're not that. And Saquon and then, said, I'm not standing with you hoes. But at the same time, you know, these niggas ain't even on no Marshawn Lynch level. They ain't on no Chris Johnson level or nothing like that. So how y'all going to come out here expecting to get this buku money? Well. Josh Jacobs, big-time running back. Austin Eckler, big-time running back. Two years ago, Jonathan Taylor hit 2,000. Big-time running back. He's no Chris Johnson. Since two years ago, Jonathan Taylor's been hurt. Saquon Barkley, been hurt. Austin Eckler was a second-string running back. The Chargers paid Melvin Gordon a bunch of money. He got hurt. Austin Eckler stood in his place and made it work off the second string money. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott got the contract, didn't play well. Everything is pointing to don't give these fucking running backs another contract. Yeah. Don't give, and, them, don't give them a big one at least because the motherfuckers is going excuse me, fizzle out on you. Right, but on the running back side because I got to play devil's advocate the third most touches of the football come from the running back. The only person that touches the ball more than the running back is two, the quarterback and one the center. center. Yeah. So you're you're running your wide receiver divas. 
Them niggas don't touch the ball as much as the running back does. So why are the wide receivers getting paid before the running back? And I get it. I watched the game in Denver where Jay Cutler threw Brandon Marshall the ball 23 times in one fucking game. That's the fucking record. I think 21 or 23 catches by one receiver in a game for like 160 yards. That's the record. In this, wait, wait, 23 catches for 160 yards? Yeah, 160, maybe 200 yards. They didn't break that? Tom Brady and fucking Randy Moss didn't break that? Not oh, they one did it game. They Not did it in less game. catches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Randy Moss was the deep ball guy, Paul. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the same game where Brandon Marshall caught the ball 21 times, no Sean Moreno, the running back on the Broncos, ran the ball 23 times. So, yeah, Brandon Marshall gets all this affair, but, like, I've seen running backs go out there and run it 30 times in a game. That's nothing. That's light work. That's another day at the office. They're undervalued and underpaid, but they're undervalued because these second-string running backs keep showing up. Tony Pollard in Dallas, second-string nigga, showed up and played better than the number one. The number one that I just paid all this money to. Exactly. So it looks like running backs are a dime a dozen. And if the running backs are a dime a dozen, then you can't fleece me out of quarterback money. You can't fleece me, especially a nigga that ain't been healthy for the past two years, not 17 games a season healthy, Jonathan Taylor. You can't fleece me out of no bread. Now, Jonathan Taylor... On a different note, I do want to say my man, Jonathan Taylor, he requested a trade. He requested a trade over the weekend, and his owner, Jim Ursay, said some of the, I don't want to say racist, I don't want to say racist. I will just say some of the most strange comments that I've ever heard an owner say. Now, we all know Jim Ursay got caught with the suitcase with the with the with the Yamin in it. You know what I'm saying? He had oh, yeah. the he had, he had the perks on deck. You know what I'm saying? He had the perk thirties <laughs> in his suitcase and he caught a DUI. But Jim Ursay said if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes. It's a privilege to be a part of it. If that ain't the most Pick yourself up by your bootstraps ass white man message I ever heard in my life. These niggas is wildin'. Jonathan Taylor, go get your money, bro. Yeah, man. He's he's in the fourth year of a four year contract. Last year wasn't good for you because you got hurt twice at key points of the season. But I really think you can go somewhere and get your money. You have to stay healthy 
I don't know what these boys is doing nowadays where they're not staying healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I hate to keep being that dude that's old back in my day, but Emmett Smith and you didn't hear about them dudes getting hurt until they got older. When they was in them primetime years, you ain't hear nothing about, no, I pulled my Achilles, my knee is strained, I got an abdomen. I heard somebody say they ab, they tore their ab. What the fuck going on? Um, I'll say some of it's generational. Okay. But I'll say a lot of it is acting out. Hey nigga, y'all ain't paying me like I want y'all to pay me. Guess what? You watch and see if I fucking play. Like Saquon signed that franchise tag for ten mil. The minute he's and it's guaranteed money, so the minute he's injured, he's not playing this season because he's on a one year contract. So if he plays through an injury and his injury gets worse, that devalues him. So all he's got to do this year is make sure when he does play, he looks great. That's all he got to do. Valuable. Look look valuable. Sack of potatoes. <laughs> like a good old sack of potatoes. That nigga, that nigga's dangerous. He better be, otherwise use a big waste of money. Big old waste of money. Just like Zeke. There's big a ass lot of waste trauma. of money. Between you and your beautiful wife, Cardi B. Let's talk about some music. Hang that nigga cause I got it out the mud. Hang in the family nigga be on blood. Screaming for a 12 to the DA and the judge. Never been a dog, never been a scrub. Five Glock nine, all you want the judge. Better than who must be high on them drugs. Cooling in the mansion with the bubbles in the tub. Heard you wanna cover you a bitch, you with the stud. Say, yes, nigga, don't try me. And a lamb, I be damned if a nigga try me. Get in hand with the fam and a nigga gotta eat. Shot a nine, I'm a bus, I'm a trick for a treat. Before I bought the lamb, I was riding in the Jeep. 500 horses with a stick on the seat. Fuck that nigga, he'll fall when it's heat. Go against the cold for the dough, boy, you weak. Go against the grain, man, you know a nigga lying. Cartier frames, I can see a nigga brain. Cartier bracelet, it matching with the chain. Dirt up on my name, and you nigga should be shamed. Knock off a boost when I'm throwing up game. Diamonds fruit loose on this watch in this plane. My dog got the juice and no smoking propane. I'm gunning, I'm run to the money. Who sang? Who talking? Who telling? Who sang? I'm selling prescription cocaine. She fuck with my pimp and my cane. I'm Michael, I'm not no Jermaine. Jealousy that she gon' eat your heart out. This an AR sawed off, we a slayer squad out. This the bitch you brought out. This a fish we ball out. I eat your heart out. I pull your card out. It's simple, put hoes in this face like it's dimple. New Kimball, new bop, 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 make it level. He play with me, blowing me, rising my temple. I got me as a rest in my match in my temple. I'm gangster, but with your bitch, I get gentle. Wangster, take out your teeth. Like it's dental, I'm blanking. You eat this clock, I'm his winners. What the fuck these bitches talking about, man? I mean, who's telling us what? What?
DJ World Premiere, the world is yours. <laughs> 